Welcome to the GBC Big 3 Podcast, a weekly podcast where we sit down and unpack three big questions raised from our Sunday sermon. I'm your host, Matt Willis, and once again, I've got the bringer of life, midwife extraordinaire and podcast legend, Jessica Baker. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> what an intro. I know. The bringer of life. Bringer of life. Well, I feel like like you catch the babies. Yeah, I'm just the hand that catches them. That's, well, a monkey could do that. But that's bringing it in. <laughs> like... I just felt like I didn't want to do another like, and my co-host this yeah, week. Yeah, I loved just, it. Yeah, I'm no. all for it. I'm gonna have a little badge that says "Bringer of Life." Can you please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. Oh, all the other amazing. midwives are like, "This chick is. <laughs> she's got to calm down." I do not have to calm no, down. No, no. I sir. am the bringer of life. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you, my dear friend? What's yeah. been going on? Ah, oh, good. I'm good. What has been going on? Um. Not much. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're on school holidays. Um, youth well, ministry not. has yes, youth has ministry stopped. No, that's, that's all I was getting. At. I'm yeah. not on school holidays yeah. either. I work full time. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, youth's paused, which is um, it's nice to have a little break. But mm. I am sad to see it go. Our last night at youth on Friday night last week was amazing. Um, it did go off. Such good vibes. Oh my days. We had like so many kids. They loved it. Uh, Guys, if you're not a youth leader already, get on it. Free plug. (laughs) I love a free plug. Get on it. Yeah, it was a fun time. But um, now that youth's over, I'm just binge watching uh, Disney Plus actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And what on Disney Plus? uh, I'm embarrassed to say, but I will say because I'm an open book. um, (laughs) Once Upon a Time. It's terrible. It's atrocious. (laughs) It is atrocious. He says as someone who got to like season three. So like I definitely binged three seasons of it. um, It's even more shameful. This is the second time I'm watching it. Oh, wow. It's a rerun. Yeah. But I sat down and got into season two and was like, hang on, I've seen none of this. So skipped the whole of season two, which I've gotten to enjoy today. I actually watched it all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I've been doing. What a time. Mm. Um, I've been hovering over the social dilemma to watch but oh, I'm scared because I tried to contact you on Facebook the other day and crickets yeah I'm I got nothing someone not messaged there. me and was like FYI Jess Baker is like said goodbye to yeah. social media so I'm and a little you know bit what? scared How, it's been like two two and a bit weeks and I haven't even logged on <laughs> via my laptop I'm a new person she <laughs> says <laughs> now I'm just binge watching once upon yeah. a time <laughs> you've just replaced one screen for yeah, another no, I'm feeling good I'm, I'm like started Pilates I'm eating healthier guys this is a new oh me <laughs> Next stop, saving the turtles. Oh, bless. (laughs) If only. All right. Well, this week things are a little different. In a moment, we're going to be joined by Mark Coleman, who did not preach during our online services this past Sunday. Mark Rader, who for those of you who missed it, uh, spoke about walking in the way of the Lord as part of our series in the book of Psalms. But he has headed off on a much-deserved holiday. He is on school holidays, bless his heart. Very yeah, nice. so that's going to be fun Enjoy, for him. Mark. We, Enjoy, Yes, we wish you well. Um, you can listen to that message again through our regular GBC Sermons podcast. But today we have Mark Coleman stepping in and Jess and I will be putting the big three questions to him as we dive deeper into the invitation from this week's sermon. But for now, Jess, I'm interested on your thoughts coming out of Raider's message on Sunday. Yeah, look, I did say I was an open book and I will be honest, did not get the whole acrostic thing, um, even though I had a heads up about it. <laughs> we did get a heads up. <laughs> I was looking for it, but my little mind just couldn't comprehend <laughs> what he was trying to do. But besides that, like fancy sermon, but I think... Um, <laughs> 
Regardless what he actually said, I thought really speaks into our generation and we really needed to hear that sermon. Mm. I can, you know, from my own experience that we're just not good with negative emotions. We're not Mm. good at sitting in the hard times. We're like bouncing from one thing to another, trying to stay kind of superficial and and we're always looking, you know, for the thing that's going to bring us happiness and excitement and joy. And so that kind of call to walk with God in the valley of the shadow of death and whatever in all those hard times. Uh, I think I really needed to hear that of like not just asking God to fix the situation but asking him to help me walk through yeah. the, the bad times. Absolutely. It was, again, and I feel like you and I have this moment regularly <laughs> on the big three and and during the sermons. Like it was that moment where you just kind of, <laughs> Raider just kind of put a little mirror in front of us and was like, mm. just take a good hard look at yourself mm. right here. Because he said something and this may not be a direct quote, but I'm going to pretend like it was, but he said that we like, we yearn for rescue. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I I yearn for rescue. Like it's the classic, like things are, things are getting hard. Things are going bad. I go directly to God and I'm like, you know, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Um, but this whole message was like, actually, that's not, that's not what David's getting at. What David is getting at is, not necessarily being rescued from the hard stuff, but like you said, walking through it mm. with God and and growing in that way because you're walking with the Lord. Um, yeah, that's a that can be a hard pill to swallow, particularly yeah. if you're someone who's going through something right now. Yeah, like, I sure. mean, we are in a global pandemic. Life is a little rough at the mm. moment, so it's it is like it's a confronting thought to kind of hear. Oh, actually like rescue isn't the isn't the number one priority yeah because like it is for us so yeah mm. it was a thought provoking thought, mm. thank you mark Rader, mm. wherever you are and that little acrostic bit we'll just forget all about that <laughs> you know that he appreciated yeah, it Bless him. For sure. that's all that matters <laughs> Um, well, I think it's time for us to start looking at the three big questions submitted through slido this week so jess w- what do we got what are we unpacking today question one is looking at our world now what are the things within our society and culture that are threatening our faith? Mm. The list is endless. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that might be a scary question to answer yeah. a little bit. But I'm sure things that we kind of know about already, mm. right? But yeah. to have them put in front of us might be a little confronting. <laughs> question two, how do we reconcile the call to give everything to God if at times cries for rescue can go unanswered? Yeah, and that's exactly what we were just talking about, yeah. isn't it? Because... We throw that stuff up to God mm. um, and if you're, if you're not getting what you want – and oh, I'm probably getting into the big three a little bit too early. <laughs> I'm just going to leave pause it there. It. Oh, I'm going to pause it. I'm Let's go to question three. <laughs> so question three is what are some ways that we could start walking in the way of the Lord this week? Mm. Practical. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, some may even say that it was intentional that that's the third and final mm. question <laughs> to take people into their week. Um, but I don't know who would have thought yeah. that through. Um, well, it seems like there's only one thing missing from the big three today, and that is Mark Coleman. So, Mark, welcome to the big three. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. You guys so aren't in the room with us, but it was a big build-up yeah, lunge toward was, the mic. I liked it. I'm terribly bad behaved. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I wanted to say that I'm here and I've tried to get my Canadian on, but I couldn't no. sum up a c- Canadian accent. No, and then I was like, oh, I need to answer with... Uh, every word needs to start with a letter from the mm. alphabet, but I couldn't even do that either. He's just said the bar way kind. too hard. Yeah, he is look, one of a kind. We can't live up to Mark Rader, so we won't even try. But welcome, Mark Coleman. It is a blessing to Thank have you. you. It Thank is you. a sheer delight. Now yeah. I've got to ask Coleman. Um, 
like obviously you didn't preach this sermon. How does it feel being in the hot seat discussing a message that you didn't preach? I know it's great. Well, it's it's kind of great because everything that I thought about in the sermon, I now get a chance to answer questions <laughs> about. So in some ways, it's kind of a subversive takeover. But this um, is a mutiny. But actually, good. It's it's nice to be able to think through my own reflections mm. on on things that other people have taught me i suppose yeah and it's a little bit while raiders away the mice will play which i'm all Definitely. about <laughs> <laughs> we're actually in his office right yeah, now we've so, gone so uh, rogue. we have <laughs> sitting in mark raider's chair <laughs> i feel I'm very fancy well let's get into the big three so psalm 25 is got david sitting there he's, he looks like he's going through some really rough times he's dealing with enemies he's dealing with his past sins his afflictions he's got it all going on um and yes they're his problems then i don't think we necessarily have enemies and battles going on today in the shire um so looking at our world now um what are the things within our society and culture that you think are threatening our faith and I love that you've said that we don't have kind of enemies and battles going on in the Shire. Because I think in one respect, that's totally true. And um, I often hear Christians, particularly in this part of the world, talk about being persecuted. And I just think, I'm not, I'm not quite sure that's the right use of the word. Mm. And particularly when we look at you know, what is happening in other parts of the world where people are genuinely killed for believing in Jesus and kind of professing their faith. I'm not sure what we're experiencing, you know, one of the threats that we're experiencing here in the Sutherland Shire mm. is, is, is persecution. But, um, but I'm reminded of kind of what Paul writes about um, how there's a battle that's going on in the spiritual realms. And, and I think a lot of the threats that we experience in our, our world right now kind of often come from that, that place and, and are, um, are kind of born out of some of the challenges that I, ha- I think happen, happen there. And, you know, um, it's probably another podcast to talk about, <laughs> um, you know, mental health and kind of spiritual battles. But I, but I, th- I really do think that, you know, one of the cha- challenges that particularly you know, I hear a lot of statistics about with regards to young people, but actually all people, yeah. and particularly yeah. during COVID, is you know the the challenge of of mental health. In yeah. fact, I was talking to my psychologist yesterday, who said that he has experienced a kind of a tenfold increase in yeah. clients because mm. because people are experiencing an extraordinary amount of stress and pressure from mm. all of the changes that have come from COVID, and. You know, and that has a bunch of knock-on effects in other parts of your life because mm. stress and pressure, you know, causes uh, other parts of your life that were formerly functioning quite well mm. to go a bit wonky. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, being a first thing I would say is being aware of how holistically something can can come at us and be a threat or a challenge or a situation of adversity that we face and that can have an impact on things that were kind of working all right previously and um so you know being aware particularly in this covid time i think is really important Mm. um but i think that um my first response to this question is was actually more of one of the kind of internal battles that go on and i think that often 
for those who have been following Jesus for a while, you know, much of the threats are actually ones that come from within. And they're the dangers of being hard-hearted, as the Bible talks about it, and we might talk about it as being kind of cynical. And, mm. and actually, <clears throat> where we, we've previously been kind of quite um, open and, and full of joy and, and um, you know, uh, and, and excited about various aspects of our faith, where you know now we we've kind of grown a bit tired or a bit cynical about it and we kind of think that oh yeah the good gesture that someone has done for me you know there's an ulterior motive there they're just trying to get something out of me mm-hmm. or um you know or i don't want to come across as um you know too much of a goody two shoes or you know holier than thou so mm-hmm. i'm just going to modify my behavior and actually I'm not going to be that kind to people because because mm-hmm. I'm afraid that they're going to think that I'm disingenuous. You know, I'm not, that's not coming from a real place for me. And I think that we can unintentionally sabotage our own journey of faith through um, the kind of the weariness that that can come that can come when when faith and by faith our I mean our relationship with Jesus mm. isn't vital. Like it when it isn't and by vital it's i mean it's not full of life when it isn't something that um is you know something that we're really like drawing life and energy from and um and so yeah when we when we kind of face those internal battles mm. i think you know that in many ways they can be the some of the biggest challenges and you know, and, and often our response to those things is to seek to secure ourselves in a whole bunch of other things. And, you know, um, and you guys were talking at the beginning about about social media and about how, you know, we, we can kind of cut out social media and or maybe we then end up replacing it with mm-hmm. binge watching something else. And, <laughs> and I told, I'm not perfect. No, and neither am I. And, you know, at like, and I was just thinking, yeah, you know, you were talking about that. And I thought, yeah, I, I do that too. And it's those times when you go, all right, I'm going to pay real attention to um, you know, fasting for a day, fasting from mm-hmm. food for a day. And then all of a sudden I find myself, you know, deeply engrossed in social media or mm-hmm. like Top Gear's website or something like that. And what? Yeah, cannot, no, no. cannot relate. Sorry. Yeah, no, but there we go. We each have our own vices. Uh, but I'm on that regularly. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or vice versa. You, know, mm-hmm. you kind of go, actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to... Um, give up playing computer games and then I end up on social media or whatever it might be. And, mm. and we so often just replace one thing with another. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, and ultimately, you know, th- these things aren't bad. And also, you know, psychology would say that distraction is actually a, a good thing. Sometimes it's a good way of treating, uh, you know, uh, it's a good way of responding to anxiety is to mm. distract ourselves and and then actually come back to the thought when we, you know, are physically more able to, you know, deal with a particular situation. So I don't want to kind of demonize those things, but, but it's, it's so telling, I think, when we, we pause and we kind of have these reviews of ourselves and the way that we respond to things of, um, I think we just become aware of all of those things that we try and secure ourselves Mm. in that, that actually can sometimes just be, 
things that are actually distracting ourselves from really bringing that to Jesus. Mm. Yeah, I found it really interesting what you said about modifying our behaviours. I think that is a big threat to our um, faith, especially my own like wanting to fit in and that big buzzword, wanting to belong. Um, I often find myself like just wanting to fit in with other people. And as a Christian, definitely in my workplace, I don't fit in. And so maybe if I drop a swear word here and there, like they'll think I'm one of them. Or, <laughs> I'm a cool kid. Yeah, you know, like at the moment I see them all like there's this big group of young midwives who are off on a Friday night getting drunk at someone's apartment. And I just don't get invited, which is so sad for me. <laughs> but I find myself thinking, should I, should I go and just try and fit in and do what they're doing just so that I can belong to like that kind of group mm. and they're real challenges yeah. they're yeah. real challenges because like we it, it, i think some of the danger with our, particularly our christian thinking is that we can often separate it and we kind of put it in this bubble and we think the christian things with the christians but but actually like we are called to live our life in the mm. context of mm. you know the whole of our life with all of the people that we meet those who don't believe and in fact those who can often be quite antagonistic to it and and so our faith has to work in that context mm. too and so you can't just um you know and i think often we're then un, unprepared because we go into those situations you know, thinking, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And then you're face, faced with the situation of, oh, I'm going to look weird if I <laughs> don't join in in this particular way. And and I think it's so important that our, our faith becomes kind of integrated. This is probably another threat, actually, is mm -hmm. compartmentalizing our kind of Christian walk to just the kind of Christian chats we have with other Christians mm -hmm. rather than actually thinking through, well, what does what's this a response to this psalm for example gonna look like in the context of my day-to-day -day life mm. with the people that i work with mm. you know and how am i actually gonna like talk about that with people and you know and what are the consequences going to be am i going to feel a bit weird in some of that circumstances and kind of going well yeah i might do but i'm prepared for that now because i've thought about it a bit and so i'm going to say these things and then i'm going to just listen in this space and then this is the line that i've drawn mm. that where i go i'm not going to go beyond that mm. and 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 i think often we go in with a lack of preparation and that you know that because we've compartmentalized Christian faith to one side, and, and that can be a threat for us as well. Hmm. I, I, this is not where I saw, <clears throat> excuse me, this is not where I saw this question going, but I've got to admit I'm really enjoying it. I think like so many people, particularly like people my age, um, like when you think threat, you think external from yourself. Um, when I first read this question, you know, I started thinking about the big the big issues that are facing young people today. You know, we were talking before about um, the you know, climate struggle and sustainability or lack thereof mm. uh, with how we are currently dealing with the world. And that for young people today, and obviously this is why they've had such a voice, they've been so verbal in in this area, like because it, it is a, it's not a political issue anymore. For them, it feels like a personal issue, but it's, a, it's an external one that is impacting them. But I think you're absolutely right. Like, uh, like because those, those situations can feel very much out of our control. Yeah. Um, and but there are things there are other threats um that are going on internally that like you said we kind of bring ourselves to the table um that we can kind of give to god and we can kind of take that that um intentionality of kind of having a look at it and um you know you said 
compartmentalizing and cynicism. I also think like complacency is one mm. of those things. You know, we all get super comfy. Um, something, you know, I know that everyone's super excited to go back to church when that finally happens. Um, but, you know, I think we've, we've all gotten a little bit comfortable about, you know, watching church with our slippers on and a latte oh, no, in have. hand. <laughs> you know, there's new carpet in the church. We're not going to have a, be allowed to have coffee in there. So um, well, can't go back. Can't, can't go back. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just a, it's, it's just not what I thought, but mm. it's actually a really powerful thing mm. to consider. And I think like, and I love that you've raised external things as well, because it is also them. Yeah. You know? And, and the... One of the things I would say about the the compartmentalization thing, you know, we often talk about our, our faith and our personal response to certain things, and uh, you know, and we can do that in a Christian context, and have not really thought that through in terms of what it means in our you know working context and and actually the real world. Um, but also, we compartmentalize faith to be only about spiritual things or things that we think are spiritual, mm. I think is more, more appropriate. Because like, we are invited into uh, you know, this extraordinary plan of God's to, to kind of exercise his kingdom come here on earth. And, and I very firmly believe that, um, that that's an invitation to care for creation. And, and so, and, and historically, you know, that has been something that the church has kind of forgotten and and not paid a great deal of attention to. You know, and obviously there are exceptions to that. St. Francis of Assisi and his love of all the animals is the one that comes to mind for me. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, you can Google that. What a uh, name, though. All I yeah. heard was CCs, now I want chips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so St. Francis of Assisi, he's kind of most famously known for talking to the animals. He was kind of almost the original Dr. Dr. Doolittle, but oh. he used to preach to animals. Um, check that out. It's amazing, <laughs> pretty amazing. But I think, you know, him and other people throughout um, history and, and also, you know, organizations that exist currently. In fact, my dad is involved with an organization called Arosha, which is a Christian organization that is all about, um, you know, kind of protecting particularly birds in Africa. And, and and they do that work because they believe that it, this is a responsibility that God has given us. You mm. know, we see it in Genesis that God is inviting us to steward the earth mm. and to take care of His creation. And I, and so compartmentalizing our Christian faith just into this internal thing, this decision I'm making about my prayer life right mm. now, yeah. like that that blinkers us from paying attention to important things like climate change. Mm. I love that. We're all becoming vegans after this. Oh gosh, I'm not sure if I can. <laughs> I'm not ready. For, to that. I'm not ready. I'm buying a compost, so that's my next step. <laughs> that's how I'm going to praise the Lord. Just not sure if that was the most like significant take home from this discussion, <laughs> but we'll leave it at that. Let's move on to question two. Um. So obviously, something that Radar um, spoke about in his message was and. and I've got to admit, I got my back up a little bit, um, not in a defensive way, but it kind of just shocked me a bit where he said, um, and I'm not going to be able to remember it now, but I think he said, um, salvation is more than being saved. Um, and I was like, like, but like we talk so much about it, like everything that we are about, everything that we seem to do is from the perspective of, of salvation and what that's meant for our lives and what we hope that can mean for others. Um, 
but his thing was that it's it's not necessarily the focus is not the rescue um it's about the life the life experience and mm. and the whole life journey um so our second question is how do we reconcile this call to give everything to god if at times cries for rescue can go unanswered yeah and and i i really agreed with what mark was talking about in that space i think yeah there um I've certainly encountered, let's call it, different brands of Christianity that that have really majored on the importance of kind of a salvation event, event and, and, you know, like a moment in time when someone has given over their life to Jesus and that's the most important thing. And, and you know, it is an important thing, mm. but it isn't the only thing. Yeah. And, you know, and some, some people talk about this as um, living in the now and not yet kind of between the now and not yet mm. and um and i think it's really important to recognize that we're not invited into an event we're invited into a relationship mm. and relationships they last you know good ones last like they <laughs> they they continue over time and um and and it's really um i think that's a really important thing to recognize it's very easy to kind of not think about uh, about that if if you're being told yes it's all about a salvation event and actually we can miss the relational component of it um and and so kind of coming back to the question that um i think that's sometimes why it can be so hard uh when it feels like god is silent um and and you you know the question talks about giving over everything and and feeling like a cry for rescue is unanswered. And I, you know, I've sat with many people who have said to me, that's that's the place I'm in. Like, where is God in the midst of this situation? Mm. And I I like I can't feel him, I can't hear him, mm. I don't feel like he's speaking to me. And that is a real reality, you know, and I've been in that place too. And and I think I don't I kind of I don't really want to move on from that too quickly because it's one of the things I think that's really unhelpful is that there are times when when I think when God is quiet and 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 that is a it's a huge that's a huge question in and of itself is you know because I do believe that God is speaking and that God is inviting people into a conversational relationship with him but I do also believe that God knows what's best for us is leading us mm. forward and sometimes it is it's not helpful or appropriate for us to know the answer right then that actually you know and other people talk about um it's not who you become when you get there but it's you know it's who you're becoming on the journey and 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 I do think that there is something about formation over time that um, is an important part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That actually, you know, some of the experiences that we face, you know, we we are formed by, and they're horrible and cold comfort words to people who are facing long term sickness and illness, mm. and who've got mm. family members who've died, and you know, and so we have to be aware of. When we kind of say those sorts mm. of things, but but I yeah I I don't want to kind of 
hurry over hurry over that um but into that space i i'm always reminded whenever i am kind of sitting with someone who is facing that kind of challenge that sort of difficulty i'm i'm reminded of the truth that god promises to be with us mm. and and that that jesus has experienced you know the wild depths of human suffering mm. and and i i am i find comfort in the fact that you know jesus experienced all of his mates turning their back on him and uh the rest of the world that he'd come to kind of offer this extraordinary life to say that it's foolish and ridiculous and you know and worse than that that it's evil and that he should be killed for it mm. and i'm reminded of who it is who is alongside me in whatever i might face and 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 is alongside those people that I, I'm, i'm kind of chatting with and i think I've, i had a chat with a friend uh once who was struggling with their faith and and just said i you know i've been kind of following all of the rules for a long time I, you know i've done all of the things and yet like it doesn't seem to make any difference and i just found myself thinking a kind of visualizing almost what it is that jesus invited me into and i almost visualize my journey of of faith and and actually my christian walk right now as a walk with jesus across a varying landscape and the only way i can survive it is hand in hand with jesus and because no system of rules is going to prepare me for the unexpected for the unexpected times when just the world comes crashing in on you and it falls apart the only thing that prepares you for that is the knowledge and reality that jesus is with you and so in that moment you're not facing this alone you turn to him and you're like why is this happening like why is this happening and it and this kind of robust relationship hand in hand with jesus walking across this varied landscape i believe is the only way that we can survive you know the the kind of apparent random chaos of challenges that may get thrown at us mm. i find though that's exactly when i want to take on the challenges myself mm. you find like this whole idea of unanswered questions that's that's not the time when i want to give things up to god it's when i want to kind of take back control but mm. that's what you know um ray dogs was telling us to mm. kind of do is in in those moments that's exactly right when you walk with god and orientate yourself towards mm. him but it's so countercultural isn't it because yeah. our world is an instantaneous world mm. and particularly for the younger generations and i throw <laughs> i throw myself in that demographic as <laughs> sure, well just, Matt, sure. know, um <laughs> with the ever increasing wrinkles on my face um <laughs> no but like we we do we have such an expectation that things move quickly and yeah. that things get finalized and that we get answers like i get annoyed when my netflix buffers i mean but who doesn't but you know um And so it is such a natural thing to kind of go I need like here's my threat I need it dealt with and if God's not going to do it then I'm going to take control. But mm. I've got to admit common just as you were as you were talking then like 
obviously, you know, Mark's message was all about walking in the way of the Lord and everything that David is saying in this psalm is about, hey, it's not it's not the rescue, it's it's that hand-in-hand mm. relationship as you go through. But I've got to admit, as you kind of spoke then, I was like, this is the first time I've ever heard it spoken in a way that makes it sound better than an instant response. Mm. Like the experience, I just kind of, I don't know, I was just kind of reminded of the word refinement and how actually beautiful and wonderful the process of being refined is. Mm. Mm. Um, which it seems this is is one of the um, byproducts of walking the way of the Lord mm. um, is that we're refined to the creation that God first made us to be. Mm. Um before you know everything turned mm. ass up um, <laughs> but um yeah and but our, our world just wants wants the answer now yeah mm. but man like what a powerful thing to go through to go through that terrain mm. that ever changing terrain hand mm. in hand with god um yeah i'm just kind of just gonna sit on that for a moment I don't visualize my walk with God as a hand in hand, calmly through the terrain. I visualize mine as like I sprint forward a little bit, then I fall down, then Jesus comes scurrying along behind me, picks me back up, then I sprint backwards. Like it's just a mess. But it's constantly Jesus being like, Jess, how many times do we need to go through this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, however the visualization kind of works for you. Because yours seemed very peaceful. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I just don't think that's you were mine. Just I'm low. a hot mess. <laughs> But I'm me and you're you and, and like and, and the way that we're gonna experience that is is different. And yeah. I think that's really important too. And I think it's important that we, we have to we discover that ourselves and that you can't just adopt this from, from someone else. But the thing the other thing I was thinking about, and I don't want this to come across as kind of like a platitude, but I was just thinking about the nature of a journey in um, a kind of unknown landscape on our own. Like when I think of that, I find there's a certain degree of anxiety there. I know that there will be some people who will be like, oh, yeah, I kind of relish that. But but there's something about going to an unknown place with someone that you know really well mm. that makes it more of an adventure. Mm. And and I, you know, as Matt, you were talking about, um, you know, understanding that as something that's better than a quick fix solution like the the stories in our lives that have taken time and that we've had to work towards and things mm. they're the things that we remember and but and the ones that we've done with other people like they're the ones that we celebrate mm. they're the ones that you you kind of you write down and people make movies about mm. and um and and I think like they are better mm. and almost kind of reflecting on question 1 again another threat in our lives right now is hurry Mm. because hurry prevents us from seeing that prevents us from entering into the long kind of hard often hard work and uh of a journey with jesus you know the adventure mm. kind of context of that because it it tells us how oh, i've got to get this sorted right now because i've got to get on to the next thing yeah we don't have time to stop and reflect mm. we just got to keep moving because we're so overwhelmed with everything mm. Yeah, this is not when you talk last week or the week before, Mark, why do you keep telling me to stop and pause? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> no, I definitely see the benefits. But we don't have to start now. Let's move on to yeah. question three. <laughs>
so we want to kind of get practical with this and you know we've talked a lot about the kind of pausing and walking with God hand in hand which is amazing but what are some ways that we can start walking in the way of the Lord kind of this week Hmm. well obviously the kind of the heart of I guess my answer in that space is is kind of beginning to kind of understand this journey of of life as walking with Jesus kind of hand in hand and and you know and I I'm a big one for uh you know embodying those things I preached a few weeks ago on you know embodying mm-hmm. the reading of a psalm and and I think that that quite often we miss out on the depth of that experience by just letting these things be words for us. And so, you know, like taking some time to engage your imagination in, you know, in understanding that Jesus is with you, um, however that looks. And, you know, for me is imagining myself in a wild landscape and thinking I might face a challenge, an obstacle, something I, you know, like a rock I can't get over, but with Jesus there with me and, you know, he scrambles up the rock, he's made it and he reaches down a hand and he says, come on, come this way. And this is me with it. And I find things like that are really helpful for me. And I know that everyone, not everyone is like me in that space and that, you know, some people are thinking, well, visualizing that sounds quite ridiculous, but whatever, whatever kind of works for you to help you understand that, this is not just a set of rules that we're invited mm-hmm. into. This is not just, um, you know, uh, a set of kind of um, guidelines that if we follow these, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is about relationship and, and, mm-hmm. and it's only a relationship that is dynamic enough to adapt to this kind of crazy world yeah. that, that we're facing. And, and, but I do think there are a couple of components within that, that, that will help us to sort of engage in that way. And, and the first of those is honesty, because I think so often we, um, we get stuck in a, an unhelpful answer to the problems that we're facing because we aren't actually really honest about the troubles that we're, we're going through. Mm. Like we, we might talk about, you know, a physical situation that has happened to us. I've had a tough time at work and I feel like my boss is not treating me well or whatever it might be. Um, but actually we, we're we not talking, but we haven't talked about how, well, actually, you know, that's really hitting me because mm-hmm. I feel worthless in that space. I feel like I'm not, you know, I'm not succeeding and that's actually really, um, you know, that's actually the pain. It's It's not, the pain of you know a colleague saying something mean to you but it's what that sort of triggers inside us this is actually the kind of the the heart of the pain and and I think that um you know walking in the ways of the Lord actually requires us to be honest you know with people and I you know one of the other kind of ways that um we're invited to walk is in the context of not just with Jesus, but we're actually invited to walk with other people too. And, and, and that God doesn't ask us to go this journey alone, that we're called into communities of faith to encourage one another and to support each other and to bear each other's burdens and, you know, for us to confess our sins to. And like, like, I'm not going to ask, 
get you to answer this question, but when was the last time you confessed your sins to someone? Like, mm. you know, I'm ashamed to say that, like, that doesn't happen very regularly in my life. Mm. But, but actually, those sorts of things, that kind of honesty is incredibly freeing and I think helps us begin to live, um, you know, a true life where, where actually, when we're honest, we open ourselves up to let Jesus meet the needs that are deepest inside us. And I think, you know, we talked a bit about cynicism earlier on and we talked about how that can be, uh, you know, an easy response, particularly if you've become a weathered Christian, um, uh, is to be slightly cynical. Uh, yeah, about, about people's, you know, about our faith and about people's response to faith and, and all of those sorts of things. And I think cynicism is really deadly mm. because I think... Um, it it's it kind of slowly strangles joy and it slowly strangles our you know, our ability to um, to celebrate and to be thankful and and so actually you know one of the I think one of the antidotes to that is actually to take a stop take of things that we're thankful for um, because. And it and again, like people have told me that historically, and I've been like, oh yeah, okay, write down ten things that you're thankful for, and it's like, oh, what a horribly Christian-sounding thing to do. But actually, like when I do, when I'm like, all right, okay, I'll do it, and you start to write those things out, and you go, and you get past the, I'm thankful for ice cream, uh, which may be a deeply significant joy-bringing thing for you, but but it was just a little thing for me. But and you start to get to things like, oh, I'm really thankful for. Um, you know, this particular conversation that I had with this friend when I was really honest or, um, you know, this person who showed me care and and you start to kind of reflect on those things and then begin to explore where God is at work in those, mm. that those sorts of things, they change your heart and and they shape the way that you see the world. And, I and you know... Um, like Paul talks about um, fruits of the spirit and um, you know love, peace, patience, kindness, and um, and I find myself tripped up over whether these are gifts or fruits of the spirit. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. should have just said it with confidence. Yeah, yeah. No, I should believed have done. you. Here we go. <laughs> but but I think you know there are. There are things that are a product of what it means to live in this relationship with with God, but there are there are but we can kind of practice those sorts of things, um, you know, practice being kind, practice being gentle, you know, um, and and that they actually begin to sort of shape the way that we walk with Jesus, and they change they kind of change how I think we approach that. Mm. I think like. You spoke about cynicism, obviously, but I think actually any of those internal threats that we talked about today, compartmentalism, complacency, hurry, like really any of those threats can stop us from walking in the way of the Lord. And, you know, Mark talked about how, you know, God wants to teach, he wants to instruct, he wants to guide, he wants to confide in us. Mm. But, you know, if we're compartmentalizing our faith, if mm. we're cynical about our faith, if we're being hurried and not giving our faith the time that it requires, then then we're going to miss those instructions. We're really going to overlook and maybe oversimplify and really like have a have a really shallow superficial experience of faith because that's all we can give it in this moment 
Um, but only because we're not willing to, to, I guess, acknowledge the fact that some of the threats to our faith are actually coming from mm. ourselves and we're kind of self-sabotaging in a way. Mm. And a hundred percent, I think, you know, the, there are words in this Psalm and again, I'm going to invite Jess into uh, pausing and meditating on two verses of scripture <laughs> for the rest of this year. Um, but, but I think, I genuinely think that there are words in this Psalm, you know, a couple of verses in this Psalm that if we stopped and we prayed these things and, you know, and we waited, we listened to God for the answer on these mm. sorts of things, um, that they would actually begin to help us to, um, you know, recognize hurry, cynicism, and all of the other kind of threats that we face. And those, those are verses four and five. And, and it says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all day long. And if we, you know, kind of prayed those mm. verses and, and give those verses the attention they deserve and pay attention to God's response in them, like I think the response to that is the kind of thing that's going to transform the way that we are able to walk in faith hand in hand with Jesus in this world. Yeah. Awesome. What a way to what a mm. way to end. <laughs> I will take up that uh, that challenge, Mark. I will read that verse every day. What did you say for a year? For yeah, go for it. For the rest, the rest of the year. Of the year. Oh. Let's start <laughs> there. Only a couple months. Let's go, go yeah. achievable. <laughs> achievable goals. It's great. Oh, Coleman, great stuff. Thank yeah. you so much for for stepping in Thank when you. Rita wasn't here. But you know, I'm actually quite thankful for your reflections today. <laughs> we so. don't need Rita. <laughs> <laughs> you could stay where you are, Rita. No, <laughs> no come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us on the Big Three. Thank you for having me, man. Jess, I don't know where you're at, but my mind is swimming yeah. right now. There was. Ah, oh, like after the end of every question, I was like, I think that's going to be my big take mm. home today. And then we tackle the next question. I was like, no, this is amazing. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, wh what was that like for you? Um, yeah. What's, ch has anything changed for you? Is, did anything stand out as kind of like the big take home? I think more than a take home was just a huge reminder to me. I've felt like my anxiety levels rising day by day. Mm you know, as, as I get older, it's just become such a big thing for me. And even like this week, it got to a point where I heard something about um, in seven years, we'll have irreversible climate change damages unless we sort something out now. And I just was so overwhelmed by mm. that number, whether it's true or not. And I can imagine that it is because I can kind of see the way the world is going, like just felt so helpless, so out of control, so mm. overwhelmed. And and to kind of hear today that that is God's call to walk hand in hand with Jesus and to ask the Holy Spirit mm. to help us to do that, um, you know, it's it's what I kind of need. Yeah. And that I'd forgotten Yeah, that like in the hard times, that's where the rubber hits mm. the road. And, and, you know, straight away my mind went to, okay, let's fix this. Mm. I'm going to buy a compost. And I'm going to become <laughs> a vegan. And come on, what are we going to do? But kind of knowing that God is in control and he is present mm. and helping is nice yeah absolutely i've got to admit like I, i'm i'm similar i think i'm someone who like i i really re, 
not require, I desire mm. a, a quick fix. Yeah. And so like, I'm kind of like, you know, God, I need help with this. And then I pause for like all of five seconds. Yeah. And if he doesn't intervene, then <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll get, I'll sort <laughs> yeah. it out myself. Fine. Like, <laughs> and I just kind of, I, you yeah. know, I can really, um, in, in a number of different areas, you know, uh, in my life, I can just kind of put my head down and almost like take control just to like in spite of all the, all the junk that's going on around yeah. me. Um, but like I said before, like as Mark was kind of talking about what, what it actually is to walk with, with God and, and what that journey can do for me and in me and mm. through me, I'm like, for the first time ever, I was like, actually, I, I want to stop seeking that control and, you know, trying to rescue myself if I don't think God's going to do it. Mm. Um, and actually just kind of sit with him because mm. I actually think, yes, like walking with God, walking in the way of the Lord was the, the slogan of the sermon. But mm. I think sometimes it's actually even being still and just actually not moving, mm. um, you know, backwards or forwards or either side, like just actually standing with God and just allowing that to be. Mm. Um, I think, I think, you know, talking about those threats, hurriedness is really my threat. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just think I'm, you know, I'm, it's, it's so so cliche but I'm like I'm a busy guy I've got three <laughs> kids a wife I've got a full-time job I'm studying it's like it can be really easy to just yeah. be hurried and you know I work for a church and it's like you know similar to Mark it's like when did I actually have a, a conversation with someone about where I'm at in my spiritual journey and you know walking with them and and allowing God to walk through them like mm. yeah I'm just I don't know you can tell I'm kind of just mulling on it all right mm. now i'm still kind of figuring it all out and decoding it for my life but i'm yeah i'm i'm kind of walking away from this week's big three and i'm like this was this was the big three to listen to i reckon mm. yeah. i think that this like habit is so ingrained in me mm. of of taking control and trying to hurry through the hard times yep. that i think i'll need a lot of reminding yep. from my christian brothers and sisters <laughs> to to just stop and pause mm. and so matt i'm asking yep. you yep. I see <laughs> help you. me out here i see you <laughs> every time i see mark coleman i'll just be like i haven't paused this week he's going to expect you to be able to like direct quote like and i will i'm doing <laughs> it it's happening <laughs> All right. Well, another awesome big three. Thanks yeah. so much, Jess. Thank and, you. Um, we'll, we'll see you soon. Yep. If you want to be a part of the conversation, make sure that you join us for our online services this Sunday at gbconline.org.au and that you snap the Slido QR code before the sermon to get involved. If you've enjoyed the Big Three podcast today, take the time to give a star rating and be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all future episodes. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's Big Three and our deep dive into God's invitation for us all. Remember, there's no thought too small, no question too big.